Welcome to the show for sinners and sufferers. My name is Cody, and as of just a couple weeks ago, we are officially two years old, which is crazy to think about how long we've been doing this already. This is now the 98th episode, and a lot has changed since our first upload on, on June 22nd, 2021. And I thought it would be good to, to take an episode spend some time just to talk about the the channel slash podcast and, and why this exists, why we, we started doing this when it was Kyle and I, and we called it Pastors with Pour Overs, and why I, I continue to do this now in its current format. So if this is your first time clicking on one of these videos or downloading an episode of the podcast, welcome. Uh, I'm glad you're here. This will either be the worst or the best first episode for you to have clicked on. I guess that will kind of depend who you are. Um, for those of you who are returning regulars, thank you. Uh, it means a lot that you keep coming back. When Kyle and I started doing this show two years ago under the name Pastors with Pour Overs, we had a, a very simple goal. We wanted to create content to help Christians in our, in our churches and community explore theology to gain a deeper understanding of what we believe and why and how that practically affects the way that we live. And we, we really wanted to make theological conversations approachable and accessible for regular people because this stuff matters to everyone. To be a disciple of Jesus is to, to worship and to follow him. And we do this out of, of what we know about him, of how we know him. Theology isn't just for pastors. We all have beliefs and understandings about God that motivate our thoughts and actions. Every Christian is a theologian. You're just either a good one or a bad one. You're either inventing theology out of thin air and your own feelings, or it's informed by scripture, what God has said about himself. Theology isn't something to just leave to the, the professionals. Not that pastors are professionals, but if we don't work out what we believe, we have no foundation to guard against lies. And if you spend some time just reading about cults, you, you can see the ways that bad theology has hurt people. Everything from you know residential schools in Canada to different kinds of genocide to, to you know, um, Jim Jones with the drink and the Kool-Aid. Uh, uh, there's just been crazy stuff that has all been birthed out of really bad understandings of what is real and who God is and what's true. So we started this podcast with the format of us sitting at a table with our coffee. We talked about our coffee for a bit, and then we'd have a conversation about theology and the church and life as Christians. We wanted you to feel like you were invited to the table to be a part of this conversation. We're just your two theology nerd friends, and we're just having a conversation. And a couple months into starting pastors with pour overs we began getting messages from listeners telling us what they thought about what we were doing with the the most common positive feedback being one that that we were making theology the conversations about these things approachable for normal christians which 
is what we were aiming to do. So success. But but the other kind of comments we were getting was that our willingness to think critically about church and Christian culture without tearing it all down was an encouragement to some who had felt hurt, burnt out, or just generally discouraged with church and Christian culture. And the second kind of feedback really resonated with us and our own experiences. I only want to speak for myself, but I've been through my own share of church hurt and burnout. I've been through some really crappy situations in local churches to to the point I've wanted to just give up on church at times. I've had full-on crises of faith, but I've always come back to what I know to be true. I've held on to what God has revealed about himself, who he is, what he has done for us, and is still doing. And as much as the church can be frustrating and exhausting and painful sometimes, this is the bride of Christ. He is building his church. It's not our place to be trying to tear it down. And a few months into doing Pastors with Poor, uh, Pastors with Poor Overs, good thing we changed the name. I'm getting tired of saying it. Uh, a few months into doing it, Kyle and I had yet another crappy church experience. We were both part of a, a very young church plant that we were super excited about. If you go back to those early episodes, we we talked about it, we gushed about it. We were we were committed, blood, sweat, and tears to this church plant when people started jumping ship. And people who had been affirming and supporting us suddenly flipped on us. And we didn't want to say anything initially out of out of hurt and and anger, as well as I still don't want to share a lot of details now because uh, I don't want to speak ill of anyone involved. But I felt convicted then that we needed to be open about it, that we we couldn't just keep going with this public image, plastering on fake smiles and pretending that everything was going great. I also didn't think it was right to leave the implication that we were pastors when we no longer were. So Kyle and I began talking about a name change. And around that same time, I was reading a book called Gentle and Lowly by by Dane Ortland, which is subtitled Christ Heart for Sinners and Sufferers, which is a great book, by the way, highly recommend it. Usually when I recommend a book, I like to hold it up, but I don't even have mine because I give it away because that's how, how highly I recommend it. In the book, Dane writes how, how these are the people Christ was drawn to in his earthly ministry. Jesus didn't immediately go and appeal to religious elites and, and academics or wealthy sponsors. Rather, he sought out those who the religious guys thought were way beneath them, the, the bottom of society, those for whom life itself was a, a struggle, those who were well aware of their need for a savior. And it struck me then, that's who we're doing this for. There are enough Christian podcasts and radio shows and books and YouTube shows and whatever else specifically for the the Christian academic or the the Theo bro who who just want to feel that they believe the right thing. They just want either an echo chamber or something they can be upset about as well. There's a lot of, of content for regular Christians, real people with real lives, but it's 
either incredibly shallow and pointless, completely legalistic and anti-gospel, or so much of it is this so-called progressive Christian deconstruction bait that, despite its shiny exterior, only exists to undermine scripture and tear down the church. So Kyle and I sort of naturally had found ourselves in this niche uh, of existing for, for regular people who wanted to talk about real biblical historical theology without being, being talked over or patronized, as well as people who, who aren't content with the uh, fake smiles, sweep the issues under the rug, toxic positivity that's so prevalent in a lot of churches, but who would also rather see reformation than deconstruction. So we called ourselves the show for sinners and sufferers. And here we are now. Uh, a lot has changed, but the mission stays the same. And I'm so thankful for those of you who have been here supporting the channel, uh, especially those who stayed through the transition of Kyle needing to step away to start his new business and have his first child. I didn't feel right then just ending what we'd started, but I was also really anxious that nobody would want to listen to just me. And we've definitely lost a few listeners, but, but also gained a bunch. We actually just recently passed 100 subscribers on YouTube, which uh, to a lot of people probably sounds like nothing. But for me, that's huge. That's a milestone that, that even 50 people would have watched one of our videos and thought, I liked that enough. I'd like to see more of it and, and click subscribe. That blows my mind. So thank you all so much. But I will say I'm not really happy with where the show ha has been so far this year. It has really felt fairly stagnant to me. And some of the feedback I've been getting through comments and messages recently isn't negative necessarily, but it reveals that people don't get why I'm here. They've missed the point. And at the root of that, I think since going solo, I've been playing things very safe, following a sort of a basic formula, trying to keep things friendly, for the widest generic Christian audience. Try, uh, and so much of Christian media is that. It's the same kind of watered down safe, lowest common denominator, sort of, sort of daytime TV for stay at home moms type of content. And there is a place for that. It, it brings in a, a lot of listeners and there is a lot of money in that demographic, which is why so many people cater to it. But that's not really what I'm about. For one, it, it just isn't working. The, the general Christian demographic isn't supporting the show. They're not bringing regular views. But further than that, that's not really who I am. Uh, and it's not who I'm interested in serving with what I'm doing. See, for a lot of my life, uh, I felt like I was kind of on the fringes of church culture. And I remember when I was young, the first time I really felt at home, like I belonged and I found my people was in the, the early 2010s during the Young Restless Reform Movement when Mars Hill Church was booming and putting out what are still some of the best worship songs from this century. I was attending a, a copycat church in Canada 
and you'd meet guys there with huge beards and tattoos wearing all black and listening to metal while talking about theology. And then the whole thing came crashing down. There's actually a, a limited series podcast called The Rise and Fall of Mars, so I, I'd recommend you go listen to that if you want to hear the whole story. But there were and still are a lot of hurt people coming out of that. And a lot of people left hanging looking for a new church home. Yet the, you know, the church down the road, everyone is wearing cardigans and exclusively singing songs from the medieval period. And they don't know how they feel about me having those big holes in my ears, right? And maybe I'm wrong, but but I think out of this is where a lot of the, this big movement towards deconstruction really took off. There was suddenly an influx of supposedly Christian podcasts that were encouraging you to question everything, to, to question scripture and criticize the church and just burn everything down on your way out. And here was 21-year-old me just trying to find something to listen to, somewhere to find encouragement, something to, to challenge me to grow in my faith. But it seemed like Everyone who had good theology were these boring, dried-out old guys. And everyone who was cool and felt like they were building real community were these pseudo-intellectual deconstruction bait shows. And, And I tell you all of this because my goal is to make the content that I needed then. My, my heart with this show, as it is in, in my ministry offline out in the real world, it is for people who feel like they're on the fringes of church culture. Be that because of the, of the way they dress or, or speak or the music they listen to or, or because they ask tough questions that aren't welcome in a lot of churches or, or because more common than you'd think because they just want to go deeper in theology than what the church is interested in. I want to do this for people who have suffered and are tired for people who have been chewed up and spit out by local churches and just need some grace and encouragement. For people who want to explore the deeper philosophical and theological questions of God and life in him without being either talked over and patronized or soft served some watered down pat answers. For people who want to think critically about the church and North American Christian culture, but with the goal of reformation rather than deconstruction. But I don't really have time for the fundamentalists who show up in the comments to, to tell me I'm not heaping enough law on people, or for the, the so-called progressives who feign intellectualism to criticize scripture and tear down the church for the purposes of justifying their own sin. So what am I saying? What, what's the future look like? What am I going to do differently? What's going to stay the same? Well, we are still going to talk about theology in a practical, conversational way. We're still going to look at the Bible. That's our basis for everything. But I don't want to be stressed about walking this line of trying not to fall too heavy on any side and possibly offend some people. I am unapologetically a historic confessional reformed baptist and if that's not where you fall you're totally welcome to be here but i'm going to be saying reformed stuff 
At the same time, uh, I'm not going to apologize for enjoying God's creation. Uh, I'm not bought into this neo-fundamentalist ascetic cult mentality that, that somehow thinks the best way to engage with and seek the redemption of culture is to pretend it doesn't exist. I might be totally wrong. Maybe everyone will hate this, but I think it's important that I be more authentic and show more of myself. Uh, I want to, moving forward, be less of a radio show host and more just a person that you can talk to, be, because that's who I am. I'm not some big Eva celebrity pastor or, or religious elite. I'm just a dude who went to school once and is really fired up about knowing God and building up his church. So I'm going to be myself. The, the first episode I did on my, uh, on my own last November, I joked about becoming a Christian metal podcast. Um, I played a little clip and I was pretty nervous about playing it because I thought people might just turn it off. But I actually got a few of you said you wish I played more of it. Uh, well, I'm not actually going to become a Christian metal podcast, though there are some good ones out there already. If you want some recs, hit me up. Uh, but I do want to talk more about music and movies and art and things that matter to me. I want to talk about real life and weird nonsense that's going on in the Christian world and the world around us and how we process and interact with those things as believers. Because we, we live in this world and we've been given a role as Christ's church in reaching and redeeming this world, drawing it to him. We cannot just ignore it and hope it goes away. In all of this, the, the vision, my not-so-secret agenda, is to be an encouragement to regular believers who want to build up the church and not tear it down, but who also aren't going to just sit by quietly through heresy, abuse, and, and anti-gospel cult-like behavior for the sake of, of quote-unquote unity. I want to create a space where we can be confident in the truth of God's word, where we can talk about theology and make definitive statements and fall heavy on whatever side we want to fall heavy on without becoming modern day Pharisees. I truly want this to be a community for sinners and sufferers. So if that's you, uh, I want to hear from you. What matters to you? What, what do you want to talk about? What, what do you feel is missing in the Christian media space? What kind of music are you listening to? Is it cool? Would I also like to listen to it? Um, and if that isn't you, I'm still glad you're here. Uh, I'm not interested in putting up walls. Uh, we need all kinds of people. You're welcome here, but, but this might not be for you. And that's okay. But... That's what I got to say. I appreciate you all. Uh, we'll get back to some regular type theology content next week. Uh, I look forward to hearing from you and I will see you later. Later.